Are you tired of tracking your calories and points? Are you sick of feeling crappy in your body or in your clothes? Are you drowning in constant food and body thoughts? Do you feel like you're always negotiating exercise and food with yourself? If any of these sound familiar, you aren't alone. And the Diet Riders membership is the perfect place for you to learn how to drop dieting, pick back up your life, reclaim your thoughts and your health. Join now by clicking the link in the description box below to get support and guidance along other women in this community. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. And I'm Brooke Miller, and we're both dietitians. Both moms. Both from the Midwest. Both live in Denver. And I don't know what else. I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's been a while COVID. since we've recorded a podcast, you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's a little rusty. You got to shake the rust off. Um, if you guys don't know, if you haven't realized we've been going live on Instagram. So if you're not following us mm -hmm. on Instagram, we're at diet.riders. So helpful. We've been going live almost every Monday, just little coffee mm -hmm. chats here and there and really digging a little bit deeper into our own stories and kind of unpacking what that looks like for us. So you might've heard a few of those lives, um, posted here on podcasting. And that's because we thought they were such valuable content. And we know some of you follow us on Instagram, but not on podcasts. And some of us, you know, follow us on podcasts, but on Instagram. And some of you are both, but we wanted to make mm -hmm. sure you guys heard those stories because I think it was really impactful. So if you liked those podcast episodes, head over to our Instagram and you'll see more on our IGTVs. You can click on that little button in the middle and watch a few of our IGTVs. And you can even like Brooke and I all the time, we just plug in our headphones and leave our phone going and walk away. You don't have to watch us. <laughs> you can just mm -hmm. listen to it like you would totally. a podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. And so today we wanted to talk a little bit about things that we wish we knew before we started intuitive eating, because yes. I think sometimes we maybe read the book or we hear about it on TikTok or Instagram <laughs> and we're like, oh, this sounds cool. And totally. then we kind of jump in and we don't really know what we're getting into. And so we just wanted to share a few tips that we thought would be helpful for anybody who's new, newish, or maybe you've been like trying to figure it out for six months and you're not really making progress. So we thought that this might be helpful. <laughs> yeah. And we say that because we've been there. We've been trying to DIY it ourselves and alone and in isolation when no one else knows what's going on around us. No one can answer our questions. And so that's kind of what Brooke is saying is like, when you're trying to do it yourself, it can feel like it's going so slow. It can feel like you're taking yeah. two steps forward, one step back, or maybe even one step forward and two steps back. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, we've been there before. So we have totally lived through that and scrappily pulled ourselves forward through intuitive eating to a place where we finally felt okay. And then we started podcasting and things got exponentially better is I'm sure you know this if you've been with us since the beginning of our podcast um, and it can be helpful for us to look back and think okay what had I wished someone told me when I first started this journey and this is helpful in all areas of life is like hearing from someone else's expertise and what they've struggled with that you don't have to struggle it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be fighting and clawing and pulling yourself forward in the journey. It can be seamless. Like it's not going to be mm -hmm. easy all the time, but it doesn't have to be a freaking fight. And I, I think that's my biggest thing is I, <laughs> I fought so much of the journey. Like 
I would take what I liked and leave the rest. And people Mm -hmm. do this with all sorts of things. And I am no exception where I would just be like, oh, I like this principle, but I don't like that principle. And I, I hear Mm -hmm. what you're saying about this, but also I still believe that. And I would hold on to some of my own food thoughts or food rules or food beliefs and be like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like also this, like I would be, so for example, what's coming to my head is like, like drinking your calories or like pop, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or for those of you soda, soda soda people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I remember being like, okay, I can get on board with all foods fit. I can get on board with like, don't feel guilty about food, but also don't drink pop. Like, of course Mm -hmm. you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to drink pop. Like this is step one, day one of dietitian school. Don't drink your Mm -hmm. calories. And then I was like, right. Oh, I need to break these food rules, not because soda is like this ultimate superfood that's good for you. No, mm-hmm. it's because it fits. If you like it, it fits. And it's okay mm-hmm. to have times and periods of time where you drink soda if it's going to honor your body in a way. If it's not, and if we're only doing it because we can, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to show you, or we're only doing it in spite of the diet or we're off the diet. And so now we can drink soda all we want until we start to get on Monday, last supper effect. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's where it becomes unhealthy for us. It's not actually about the food. It's about your mentality around it. And now I drink far less pop, blessed, far less, far less pop now than I ever have when I was dieting. I drink it less now. But it's still a part of my life. I still do drink it every once in a while. But it's when I want to, it's intentional. And it feels like a freedom of choice and not necessarily that I'm at the will of the next diet I'm about to start or the the food mm-hmm. thoughts that are controlling my guilt and making me feel guilty about it. So that's yeah. <laughs> not giving into that. Yeah, I think the biggest <laughs> thing that you, that you said that resonated with me was just um, not going through all the principles. Like, I did read the book and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, this makes sense. But I didn't actually work through each principle. And I think that's something that, you know, you can do it on your own. You can buy the workbook. You can do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I think it goes faster if you're working with even a best friend or a sister or, or somebody, you know, like a membership, like I think doing it with one other person or more is more effective. Um, but I do think that you can do it on your own. And that's something I, not that I regret because I think we can always learn from, you know, our past, but I think that I wish I would have spent the time to actually work through each principle. And by work through it, I mean like doing the journal prompts and like asking myself the questions and challenging my thoughts. And that's something I wasn't doing. I wasn't really questioning things and challenging things. I was just like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And I didn't really seek the importance of it. And so I think that that's one thing is just know that, you know, intuitive being it's a process. There's 10 principles and there's 10 principles for a reason. And for me, I didn't think that joyful movement was something I had issues with. And then when I really uncovered it, it was like, yeah, I've already worked through a lot of this, but there's some, there's still some things I can work through. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times we can glance at all 10 and say, Oh, I just have, I just have issues with hunger fullness. But then we realize, well, part of my issues with hunger fullness is because I'm not coping with, with my emotions, like the correct way I'm always turning to food. And then you like kind of find that they domino effect into each other. So I will say like the number one thing, work through every single principle. Even if you think you don't have an issue, like challenge those thoughts and dig deep into it and see, again, you might not really have any issues with some of them and that's fine, but still doing the work is huge. So I think 
Oh my gosh. That is a big one. So mm-hmm. powerful. I, don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions yes. of where you're at on this journey. Don't make assumptions of where someone else is at on their journey. Don't make assumptions of what the tapes are that are playing in your head when you haven't spent time sitting down and writing them out or thinking through them. Like such mm-hmm. a good one, Brooke, of like not assuming Ugh, so good because I for sure had the same thoughts of like, as especially mm-hmm. as a dietitian too, where you just assume, you know, more. No, I don't know more. And so actually not making assumptions about ourselves, our thoughts, our food roles, our beliefs, and instead coming at it with a, a lens of curiosity, which we talk about all the time of actually mm-hmm. saying, I wonder where I am. I wonder what I actually am thinking. I wonder what my food roles are. And actually it kind of rolls into my next one that I wanted to say is it's okay to not have it all figured out today. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh man, do I need this message in all areas of my life, like recovering perfectionist right here. And truly I I was of the thought, I have to know this, I have to understand this, I have to perfectly know how I'm going to implement it before I commit. And mm-hmm. really, that's not how it works. A, mm-hmm. and newsflash mm-hmm. to myself, that's not how anything in life works. It is always trial and error. It is always learning as you go and getting better at it. And I was just so convinced that I needed to have it all figured out before I dove in. Like, but what about this? And when this happens and I have to have all the answers and it's just absolutely not the case And anything in my life have I just stepped into and not make any mistakes or not feel like I was learning anything because I already knew it. No, you learn as you go. So I talk about this in the membership quite a bit and it's this idea of the onion method. And basically mm-hmm. we continue to pull away the layers of our old food thoughts and creating new layers of our new food thoughts. And it's continuous and it's a journey forever. And this is something Brooke and I talk a lot about. It's actually one of the foundational reasons why we created the membership that we did around this journey is because it's not a 30 day quick fix. We, mm-hmm. we actually, for those of you who don't know, we did start with a course because we heard that those are things that people like to do. And I enjoy taking yeah. courses and there's nothing, no shade at courses because I do think there's a time and a place for them. But we started mm-hmm. with that. And then what we realized was that wasn't the impactful stuff. The impactful mm-hmm. stuff isn't the knowledge. Like I just said, it's not the knowing all the things and trying to figure it out before you dive in. The impactful mm-hmm. stuff is the doing, the action, yes. which is why we have weekly prompts to get you taking action in your journey. We have reflections. We have all these things. And this all was birthed out of, (laughs) it was birthed out. We were pregnant with an idea and we birthed it. But truly, like it was literally built out of the fact that Brooke and I wish we would have had something like the membership, a community of people who are going through it, taking it one day at a time, taking it one step at a time and learning as we go and then sharing, 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 sharing what we can learn. And the older I get, the more I realize how much wisdom I opted out of because I didn't want to hear it. Like as a younger me of just I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But like, I'm going to learn this for myself. But like, I missed out on so much of the people around me's wisdom because I wasn't ready to hear it. And I think just this idea of the onion method, it takes time. You have to get in it to get good at it. And knowing that it truly is like, it sounds so cliche, but really it truly is a journey that's never over. There is no destination intuitive eating. It is a daily practice that gets you closer and closer with your body. And I think too, something else that I wish I would have known is that when you start fitting the pieces in place, 
everything else falls into place too. You're more intuitive Mm -hmm. with your food, which then leads to being more intuitive with your body. And when you're more intuitive with your body, you're more intuitive with movement. And when you're more intuitive with movement, you're more intuitive with sleep. And when you're more intuitive with sleep, it goes on and on and on to your mood and your relationships and what you do with your free time and what you do in work. And everything starts coming together and it feels like really powerful once that starts going. So those are Mm -hmm. huge ones for me. Yeah. Another one I wrote down is I, I thought initially when I started that I would just do it, become an intuitive eater and move on with my life. And what I realized is like the work is never over. So (laughs) as long as you are eating, as long as you have a body that's breathing and functioning, you have to put in some sort of work. And I think what I, what I figured out later on is like, oh, I just need to know the tools to use so that I can keep doing this work for the next 40, 50, 60 years, as long as I live. And I think that's something that my clients and and our members have learned too, is like, oh, once I have the tools and I learn how to do it and I practice, it gets so much easier. So that like in a year from now, you actually don't really think about it very much. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just, it's kind of like common, like it just feels natural. Um, It feels like common sense to you once you've shifted your mindset, but until you actually do the work and learn the tools, it's really hard to like make changes. But again, I think that's one thing I thought like, oh, I'll just read the book and I'll just do X, Y, Z. And then I'll just be an intuitive eater. And then it'll be easy for the rest of my life. And it's like, no, I still sometimes have to challenge my thoughts. And I sometimes have bad body image days. And I sometimes, um, have to question my hunger and fullness, but like now it's so second nature that you don't think about it. And so I think that's one misunderstanding I had was just, Oh, it's super easy. You just do it once and you learn and and you learn from there. And it's like, no, 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 this relationship that you have with your body, it's just like, you should be treating your marriage or any other relationships that you care about. You have to put time and energy into it, or it's not going to flourish. Oh my gosh. Brooke went into this Mm -hmm. recently in our strategy call. So one of Mm -hmm. our live calls inside the membership is, um, our members hop on and we all share our most recent wins, what we're, what's going well with intuitive eating. And we also uh, talk about our struggles and what's hard and body image came up and we talked extensively Mm -hmm. about body image in this call with our members. And Brooke talked about this, this idea That is the relationship. You said it so beautifully. The relationship with our body is the longest relationship we're ever going to have. Literally Mm -hmm. from birth to death, we are having a relationship with our body. And why, why do we put it on the back burner? It's our most important, Mm -hmm. our most time invasive, our most or time intensive relationship in our life. And yet we put it last. It's wild. And any other relationship in our life, if we don't feed it, if we don't spend time with it, it dies. (laughs) So of course our body image has suffered. So I just thought it was a really beautiful conversation we had around that and just a great realization that it is a relationship. It does take work. And it, it kind of like every time I picture it, I'm a very visual person. I like literally mm. picture me sitting down with me and having like having mm. coffee and journaling together and talking. And it's like, okay, now I'm sounding a little crazy, but it truly is that like, if you treat yourself how you would treat mm-hmm. a friend what would that look like? Mm -hmm. You would take her to go get coffee. You would, you know, you wouldn't be like, Hey, you shouldn't eat that. Hey, have you seen your thighs lately? Like you wouldn't have those things that you say to yourself regularly. You wouldn't do that to a friend. And if you would, you got to check yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's just such a great, great realization. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those are my biggest takeaways that I, I wish someone would have told me. And I think just in general, like intuitive eating, is a journey. 
intuitive eating is something you need to practice. Intuitive eating comes with time and becomes more natural. But I think too, something that I wish someone would have told me, and I, I, I say this hesitantly because I don't know that people weren't telling me. <laughs> I think people were. I just wasn't yeah. paying attention. Is that diets don't work. And like, mm-hmm. actually, this brings me back to the same strategy call. One of our members had this amazing realization when we were talking about struggling with body image. Mm-hmm. She goes, sometimes what helps me when I'm struggling with body image to continue going down this route of listening to my body and ditching diets is asking myself, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Self-hatred, self-loathing, mm-hmm. disrespecting yourself, negative self-talk, thinking you're horrible, not fitting into your clothes, not feeling comfortable, not giving yourself basic respect of eating enough consistently throughout the day, talking bad about yourself in front of other people, self like literally, uh, what's the alternative? And that's something mm-hmm. I wish I would have paid more attention to um, is this idea that dieting is so harmful. It's so harmful for our mental health. It's so harmful for our physical health. It's so harmful for our relational health, for our own life experience. It's so negative. And yet it's also idolized at the same time. And I think we just look at it with these rose colored glasses and blame ourselves when things go wrong. And to really take three steps back and say, oh no, no, this is the intent of diet culture. Their intent is to gaslight us, right? And say, Mm -hmm. this program works, you failed. When in reality, Mm -hmm. this program is designed to fail, to keep you hooked. And I think I could have used a little more maybe tough love on it, or I wish I just would have seen it earlier, that it is so harmful. And um, I just don't, I think I was just so caught up in it, you know, and I think, I think that would be something that I, I would love to tell you guys who are brand new to intuitive eating is to hold on to what's the alternative. This Mm -hmm. is such a better option. And I guarantee you, if you give it time, you're going to feel the freedom and it's going to be so, so worth it. But in the moments where you feel like, is this working? I'm struggling. I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to take the next step. I don't know who to ask questions to, whatever that looks like for you. And you start to feel that pull back towards dieting, which we've all been there and our, our members have shared this as well, to ask yourself, was I happier then? Was that serving mm-hmm. me then? What's the alternative? What are, what are the things I gain when following a diet versus what are the things I gain when listening to myself? And I think that's such a good mm-hmm. perspective to keep, especially in those early roller coastery up and down days of diet of uh, intuitive eating and ditching diets. And until eventually things do smooth out and they become like these bad body image days still come, but they're way less frequent and less intense. And same Mm -hmm. thing with these dieting thoughts and food thoughts. They still come, but they're way less intense and less frequent, which are, which is so nice. It's so nice to be in this place. Yeah. My last one was all about how it is a roller coaster ride. And that's not something I expected. And so you kind of touched on that where I thought it was like, Oh, I'll just do all this hard work and it will magically get easier. Like body image. I'll just like after 30 days, I'll just have great body image. It's like "Mm, 21 days till a new habit. This is not how that works. Um, and so I think one thing that's been helpful for our members is just hearing like, I've been struggling for months and it gets better. Like it definitely, you see improvements and you gain uh, knowledge and you learn how to 
you have the tools to, to learn and it does get easier. But I think a lot of times we go in with this mindset of like, all my issues will be fixed in 30 days or in two months. And, and like, not every issue is fixed after that. Sure. Some of them are fixed very quickly. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I, most clients and, and members say like, oh, the binge eating and emotional eating, that part's actually really easy. And it's usually solved and habituation and trusting themselves around certain foods. That part's actually fairly easy for most people. Um, and that goes, that goes quick, but the body image stuff that is probably what takes the most time. And I think Mm -hmm. if I would have known that going in, I just would have had my expectations, uh, just a little bit. I I think my expectations would have been a little bit more realistic. And a lot of times we just go in with this hope of like, this is going to be great. I'm going to love my body and just know that like, you will get there. You will get to body neutrality. You will get to body respect, but just know it takes time. So give yourself grace when you're having a rough day, just say like, I know I'm having a bad body image day today and that's okay. But that doesn't have to mean that I'm off track on this journey. Like Mm -hmm. you're never off track. As long as you're trying to do the work and trying to learn each day, you're not off track. And that's another thing I wish I would have known. Yeah. I mean, well, such a great point of diet culture has trained us to think quick, fast, easy results. Like, okay, right now, instant gratification, 21 days, 30 days, five days, seven days, whatever. It's marketing at its worst or finest, whichever way you want to look at it, where it's trained us to expect these huge results in a little bit of time. And you're either on or you're off. It's black or it's white, you know, and, and you're, you're so right. You're never off track with intuitive eating and you literally can start calling yourself an intuitive eater right now. You don't need a badge. You don't need to prove anything. There's literally nothing to prove and there's no timeline, which can bring two things. I think at the beginning for me, it brought a lot of anxiety and uh, confusion and frustration and felt like I wasn't doing it, quote, right. And it just felt very like, uh, like too much freedom. <laughs> like, give me boundaries, mm-hmm. give me walls, give me structure, give me an Excel spreadsheet, give me numbers. I wanted all those things. But in the end, it actually is freedom, free, freeing. <laughs> it's actually freeing to see that you, you aren't constrained to certain timetables. You aren't constrained to mm-hmm. on or off. It's always. And I think um, actually one of our old episodes, we had uh, Maggie on. It was a beautiful conversation. And she said that actually releasing the idea of timetables gave her more time to invest in things she enjoyed. So instead of feeling stressed that you have to hit this number or that time frame or whatever, you like 30 day, like whole 30 comes into my head, you know, 30 days you instead of committing to that and feeling stressed and under pressure that you're on this timetable okay now i'm just always an intuitive eater forever mm-hmm. nothing changes because i mm-hmm. ate this or didn't eat that or i skipped a meal or i didn't skip a meal or i ate late at night or i didn't nothing changes you're still an intuitive eater it's all a part of the process and once we release those time constraints or really any of those crazy rules that we had implemented on ourselves we actually are far more free to feel our feelings, to make decisions that honor our body and to have time for other things because our brain isn't like the mental load of dieting isn't there anymore. The mental load of counting, tracking, keeping, you know, score and looking at a calendar all the time is no longer there. Even just thinking when it was last time I was on the scale, what was my numbers then? Well, how much did I eat yesterday? Like all these thoughts we don't realize take up time, energy, and literally add weight to our day and our shoulders that we're carrying into the world release in a way that feels so freeing. So ugh, 
It's so true. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This was so good. I wish someone would have told me this at the beginning of my journey. I know. This is why we're just saving you guys time and energy, man. That's right. (laughs) So, so true. Yay. Well, if if this was helpful for you, check out our most recent IG. Like we have a lot of great info there. And if you have been trying to DIY it yourself and you're just not seeing the results you want to see, be being really, really slow. And you're like, I hear you. I, I know that's time, but this is going way slower than I want. Um, and you just want some support. The membership is then going to be such a great option for you. You get to connect with other women. We get to share our struggles and wins together. And it's just such a beautiful place to give you that structure that I wish I had. I wish I had that guidance of this week, focus on this, this week we're working on this. Had I had that, I would have, it wouldn't have taken me seven years. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it would have taken me less than a year. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives you, it gives you direction and guidance, but also mm-hmm. like, unfallibly like so much grace like also we know like we give you weeks where it's just there to take a breath and catch up and we give you times where you can come and show up live with us or if you want to skip it and watch the replay that's fine too and it's just an incredible community to learn from one another take each other's advice speak into each other's lives form connections and also get the guidance you need where you don't know where to turn to get help you can ask two registered dietitians actually technically now four dietitians in there um, to ask Mm -hmm. questions that you have about your real life and get the answers you need but also get that guidance and like Brooke said, just having a direction to go. And actually this was kind of cool about our strategy call last month was we were focusing on one thing inside the membership, but a lot of our members wins were in different areas. So they were focusing on this one thing. And kind of like what I said before, once things start to fall into place, other areas of your life align and they all start to fall into place too. And that's been really cool to hear that the members are like, Oh, I was focusing on, you know, my self-talk, but then I chose to eat Oreos and it felt okay. I didn't feel guilty afterwards or whatever that looks like, where it's like those two things necessarily don't feel like they're one and done or, or super, super focused. But because we are talking about self-talk, it can help us alleviate some of the guilt when we make food choices. And those things are so, so imperative. Or when we hear that our members are choosing at night when they usually have a habit of just grabbing something sweet, they're choosing a piece of fruit because it was out on the counter and it felt good to them and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly what she wanted to honor her body, not because she couldn't have sweets, but because she actually was able to tune into her body and say, you know what I actually want is a freaking pear because it's ripe and delicious and it's going to hit the spot and nourish me and give me enough energy until I go to bed, you know? And it was just really cool to hear Mm -hmm. some of those changes. Um, that things just start to fall into place. And trust me, the community aspect cannot be overstated. It is so helpful to have a friend, a buddy, a community, a supportive community who understands what you're going through and doesn't just look at you confused when you talk about it. It's so powerful. So yeah, our membership is open. The link will be down in the description box below if you'd like to join. We do recommend if you are brand new to the intuitive eating, give it a year. Sign up for the annual membership. Not only do you get two months for free, you get some killer bonuses, but also it takes a year. It takes a year. This is why we have the membership of just realigning our thoughts, undoing the decades worth of dieting and diet mentality that we're holding on to. It takes a year. So give it a year. If you've worked with a registered dietitian before or a therapist on your relationship with food and you feel like maybe you just need a little bit of help here and there, the monthly might be a better option for you. So 
take a look at that down below. And you know what else is grab a friend, grab a friend and sign up together. Mm -hmm. There's a referral box in there and we give back to people who um, refer friends as well. And we just can't wait to have you in there and see the incredible changes you're going to make alongside some amazing women who we love and protect dearly. <laughs> so, I um, well, I know you said like, if you've worked with a registered dietitian in the past, a monthly might be a good option. I just had a client graduate from my program and she's like, I, I just want a year in the membership. Like I want that year of accountability. Yeah. She finds the calls so valuable with like other members. Um, and she's like, I just know things are going to pop up in the next year that I'm going to want help with. And so even though she's done so much work and honestly, she's had so much progress. She's still, even after months of working together one-on-one -on -one weekly with a registered dietitian, she's like, I still need, like, I still want a year. And so just know that there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody's in a different place. You know, like there's people who, who work with a registered dietitian for months and they're like, I have all the tools. I'm just going to do it for six months. And some people are like, I have all the tools, but I love the community. I want to totally. hear it. Like there's yeah. no right or wrong answer. So it's so yeah, true. It's such a good point. Out there. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like we said, it's a journey. So you do what works best for you in this in this season of your life in, you know, in your present circumstances and truly, and just like quickly, the zoom calls are so much fun right now. Like in the season mm -hmm. we're living in, it is so much fun. We were talking about it last time that we all like put on makeup or like brushed our hair and put on a nice shirt and just like came and hang out. And there's absolutely no like... <laughs> dress requirements or anything but it was nice to see people on zoom and hang out and laugh and it was just a fun time I mean just a fun crowd so all that to say we all need more social interactions so we could deal with that right now but anyways, you guys, thanks for tuning in today. We hope this conversation helped you and gave you a little bit of insight at the beginning of your journey and share it with a friend if you feel like it would be helpful for them too, because I know I would have loved this episode at the beginning of my journey. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. See you later. See you later.